With all due respect, sir, next time you want to make a major policy departure, you might want to discuss it with your national security advisor first. We did discuss it, Jack. We discussed it in private, which is where I thought it would remain. Well, now it's public. Now it's policy. Get behind it. You're going to get yourself re-elected. This is FilmSack. Oh, sure. everyone and welcome to the first episode of film sack of 2021 this is episode 496 and we are still mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind i'm scott johnson joined today by brian you took borat from kazakhstan now you must pay dunaway into my pod oh hi hi okay colonel bob i'm in the pilot seat and i've told all the terrorists to get off my plane what's next turn off the autopilot but it's been two weeks since I landed an intro, Bob. It's, it's like riding a bike. Look, Colonel Bob, I don't know what kind of bike you ride back in D.C., but I see at least six dials and two flips just for just in the seat of my handlebars here. So how about we cut the crap and get me, my film sack family, on the ground safely? Hold on a second, Bob. My co-pilot is gurgling something incomprehensible. What's that, William H. Macy? Try rolling your R's. Ah, you say the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Well, that has nothing to do with what we're doing here. But never tell me the odds. Anywho, <laughs> you know what, Bob? Maybe this whole thing is a bad idea. Say, why don't you just send in a crack team of film sack hosts to zip line us into an intro that is not a flying dumpster file fire of parallels drawn between Harrison Ford's iconic role as Han Solo and this? Save your strength. There'll be another time. Randy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, getting, we're heading into the new year with your transition of uh, the Randy transition. I like it. That's right. All right. That's all right. Look, new year, new chance to do it again. Hey, uh, well done. And also with us, of course, the name you just heard, Randy. Sure. Great. Whatever. Where's my family, Jordan? Aloha, Scott. Brian? Brian. And, Randy. of course, very nice. Thank you for joining. <laughs> I tell you now how I make great once glorious nation Kazakhstan. You too make great hijack and freeing of prisoner general leader of country by follow three easy step. Very nice. Number one, have man on inside. Yes. Inside man should be beautiful like statue and should have very large testicle. Number two, how many men should take for film crew? Some say two or three. You take seven. No one question you. If questioned, you take off trouser belt and show manhood. Number three, shoot many hostage for fun. Do not shoot girl. Scare very old lady by kiss girl and make her new first lady Kazakhstan. High five. Oh, man. 
So that was Borat, everybody listening. That was Borat. <laughs> right, right. No, wait, I thought it was Borat. What are you, why are you uh, trying to tell uh, us? Oh, I don't need it. Okay, Borat. well, yeah. I mean, you know, different ears, different I, time. I didn't think we could be racist to Kazakhstan, but I guess you're proving me wrong. <laughs> Borat made it okay. They made it okay. Borat was like, hey, what if we made two movies where now the rest of the world feels like they can dump on us? Enjoy. I think they have a statue now. Anyway, finally, with this, Brian, that pilot was a poor man's Daniel Stern Ibbett. It's true. They do have a statue, and it's very nice. Uh, Mr. President, thank you so much for the parachute. Are you sure this is the safest way to get us all off this plane? I mean, I know I'm just the intern to the assistant of the secretary of the Department of Agriculture, but maybe there's somebody who's more dessert. No? Okay. It just seems that you're giving parachutes to all the interns first, and maybe some of the cabinet members should get them. I don't know. I mean, look, you just pushed intern Tiffany out of the butt of the plane, and okay, yeah. Maybe I am stalling. All right, here I go. Uh, psych. Yeah, I was just noticing. It's like 10 degrees out there. Look, intern Tiffany is starting to turn blue. All I've got is this suit I got from the men's warehouse. And, well, yeah, to be honest, I do love the way I look. But it's freezing and there's no air. And I just, couldn't I just stay on the plane? Okay, all right, I'm jumping. Here we go. One, two. Wait, is it raining? No, no, it's not rain. It's it's jet fuel. It's raining jet oh, fuel. No. The refueling plane is spraying jet fuel and you want me to jump into this? Yeah, look, I'll just hang out in the rear lavatory. I won't smoke. I'll just keep to myself. Yeah, I know the door's full of holes. Whatever. Will you help me uh, take out this parachute? I'll uh, go. Oh, my God. The refueling ship just burst into flames and it's raining fiery schnap or shrap schnapperl. Schnapperl. It's raining fiery schnapperl down on everyone. <laughs> Oh, that seemed to warm Tiffany and turn Tiffany up a little bit, though. And no, I won't be continuing my internship in the fall. Right. Uh, you made me laugh oh. at a, at a, and I don't remember what the joke was. Oh, the men's warehouse joke. You made me laugh at a men's warehouse joke. Now, used, yeah, just yeah. Not used Back to then, it. that guy was still okay, right? The yeah, he was all right. Zimmer? Is he, he still, still okay? Right? I don't know. Is he, is he messed up? Is he goofed? What, like, oh, yeah, yeah. The- he, bad, he, he's, he's in bad places now. Oh. It's, it's by far the biggest problem of doing this show. Is I can't I can't enjoy people who have since become terrible people. I didn't like, know this about him at <laughs> you all. You know what I mean? Like, well, how about how about we talk about the people that came great people like uh, Lizelle Matthews who played uh, daughter <laughs> daughter Marshall. She uh-huh. uh, she's a philanthropist, so she's no longer a. She only did three things: one thing after this, and then yeah. that was it. She was like, "I'm she out." Comes from a she comes from one of the wealthiest families in America, and she's into philanthropy. Yeah. And, 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 and she didn't have a, a lot riding on her shoulders, but what she did do was great acting. I was I agree. very impressed with that character. I agree. I, agree. I was really I surprised when I looked her up and I went, "What'd you go on to do?" Oh, nothing. I mean, nothing in movies. I mean, if you come from a super rich family, you can make that decision. You know, it's like, do I want to continue acting? Nah, I'll just go give some money away. Yeah. Do I mm-hmm. want to be churned up into this system known as Hollywood, or should I uh, do other things? And she, she made the right thing. choice. She got out, she got out safe. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Thanks to the, and thanks to the sound of music, I've always loved the name Liesel. Don't, yeah, don't Liesel's a great name. Liesel. Yeah, I like Liesel as well. Let's just pronounce Liesel. Yeah. And yeah. then it's uh, a whole different thing. Well, the, the, at least it's been very popular uh, this year. Yeah. It's <laughs> does Liesel have a sister like uh, Vin Liesel? Vin Liesel? Yeah. Yeah. Lynn Liesel. Yeah. 99%. Lynn uh, Lynn Liesel. That's it. Yeah. Lynn Liesel. There you go. She's great. And uh, I was a little bummed to see that she didn't go on to do anything, but then I found out what she does, and I think it's better. Uh, she yeah. was, She's actually uh, acting high point in the film Air Force One. 
is the movie we're talking about. A movie that was on streaming, Hulu in particular, right up until yesterday, where it was yanked in ceremoniously on the first of the year. Now, now that that is true and not true all at the same time. You can watch this if you have AMC and if you have the Hulu uh, Live, the Hulu TV version. Yeah. Uh, so, come, uh, But you could I, you see it before this, just regular old ass streaming before this. Like you could, uh, as of last, let's see. When did I look at it? New Year's Eve. Kim and I were about right. to watch it, hit and play, and then something came up and we didn't I, watch I it. I wonder if it's because AMC was getting ready to air it that they pulled it. I, th- I think it's a really interesting question. And, yeah. and it doesn't even help if you – because uh, I was paying for AMC for a while, and I think I forgot to turn it off. But I remembered Oops. I remembered when I looked this up and said, oh, AMC? Oh, but not till the 8th. Um, I think Jim was watching one of the spinoff Walking Dead shows. Oh, um, yeah. But you, it, that doesn't even work. You have to have the combination of AMC and yeah, yeah. the extra Hulu it, Live. It gets complicated, but good news, yeah. FilmStack viewers. You can buy the ultra-high-definition ultra, ultra high definition version of this for four ninety nine to keep forever on Amazon. That's how yeah. I did it. It looked great, too. It's a really good deal. Way sure. better than that stupid, uh, what did we watch the other week? The, the oh, uh, The Abyss. Destroyed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This was actually good. Pan and scan grainy abyss. Yeah, this looks yeah. good. And for four ninety nine, as opposed to the rental, and the same exact download was like eight on Apple, and I think Voodoo right, had it for right. more, and everybody had it for more. But for some reason, the Ultra HD version on Amazon was only five bucks. I was like, well, I'm buying this. Duh. Duh. Let's get this. This is great. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll watch this again. My my wife likes this movie. We all like this movie. But boy, howdy, do I have a very specific thing to say about this movie here in a second. But before I do, a quick note. Okay. George Zimmer, I think you're confusing with George Zimmerman, who yeah, shot no, that kid. You know, George Zimmer, he had some like um, some issue where he lost the company. I know he's not the guy who shot Trayvon not that Martin guy. Not in, the, okay. yeah, 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 in yeah. Florida, wherever it was. Because <laughs> I can't find anything controversial about him, other than he really? retired, okay. that he's 72. I could have sworn that there was some, some reason. I mean, he got fired. Right, he was dismissed. He was dismissed for unspecified reasons. It says here, yeah. and the company declined to offer any explanation. And then uh, it just there was like some public back and forth where he just said purely generic things about how great he was. Oh, here it is. <laughs> I found it. Okay, <laughs> June 2013. Company responded to a public pressure for more information following its terse original statement. Stating a detailed explanation, this is what they said. The statement asserts that Zimmer insisted on full control of the public company. Neither the board nor the management desired a total breakdown of the relationship between Mr. Zimmer and the company. In our discussions with Mr. Zimmer, we made considerable efforts to find a solution that would allow him to continue to have a significant involvement in the men's warehouse company. Unfortunately, Mr. Zimmer wouldn't accept anything other than full control of the company. And the board was left with no choice but to terminate him as executive right. chairman. So basically, well, we it's like I found with it's all It's definitely not stuff. what I thought I remembered. I really, honestly thought it was some sort of you yeah, know. It uh, looks like it looks like his like hired was, children in Cambodia to make his suits. It or looks like when Zimmer got <laughs> insulted the Jewish community or something. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it looks like it was way more mystical. Like he got a bunch of money and decided, right. you know what? I'm going to hire Deepak Chopra. I'm going to take, uh, you know, I'm going to take large amounts of cannabis. You know what I mean? Like hmm. really. Yeah, it looks like he okay. just, he just did what every other you know rich guy does, and this particular I want it all. Yeah, well, in this case, he it. was trying to assert control over a company he founded, which he no longer legally totally had control over. And I think they just this it's like yeah. a movie almost. It's like That's, when they so you own a company and then somebody kicks you like Apple, like when they fired Steve Jobs in the in the in eighty five or whatever right. it was. It's like how do you even do that? How do you fire that guy? 
Yeah, but still, yeah, yeah, I mean, you you're trade, not going to see you this publicly. That's how you do all that. You're track, not going to see know. this scandal on American Crime Story. No. <laughs> like OJ. Oh and no, but you, Menendez but you brothers see it. now George but, Zimmer and his. But <laughs> where you will see it is that great show called Greed, uh, with Stacy Keach. You guys watch that? Uh, no, no, but I, like I only Keech. have it on terrestrial TV, mm. where I have an antenna, and occasionally I'll be flipping around, and Stacy Keach makes me smile. Wherever he talks, oh, and cool. uh, yeah, yeah, and so he does a show called Greed, and it's always it, it sounds like almost like a forensic files kind of show, mm-hmm. but it's just about greed. No, <laughs> so it's about being greedy. Well, I've got disappointed because I really thought there was something I I could have sworn I remembered more dirt about George Zimmer than just. <laughs> You know, he just wanted the full full control over his company. Well, so <laughs> what, what we did it, is we saved ourselves a bunch of emails. Is what we did, so right? It's yes, good. thank why, you. For why does it? Yeah. Why doesn't James Marshall probably one from off? George Zimmer? And that's really all we would have got. Yeah, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Why? Yeah. Why doesn't President Marshall want to get the fr- freak off that plane? Why is he so? <laughs> I mean, they, his they family's on there. He's they can't sho- even after his family gets off, he still won't get off. They right. still can't shove him out. This stu- they have to literally kill everybody, and he's like, oh, guess I'm the last <laughs> well, one out. I appreciate your I appreciate your 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 sharp attempt to swing us back to the film, but I need to I need right. to make this one point about about Washington while the plane stuff is happening. So there, more than ever, this this viewing told me or taught me there are two movies happening. One, a competent action thriller in the Die Hard mold is happening up in the sky in a plane with with President Marshall and the people and the and the whatnot. Okay, it's a good time up there. We're having a great time up there. Back in Washington, M- we are meanwhile in Washington. We are having a comedy shit show in in Washington. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's Our lead horrible. is horrible. Oh, come on. It's fantastic. It Tell me you don't don't yeah. tell me you don't enjoy Dean Stockwell as Defense Secretary oh. Walter Dean, who is like no, no, no. almost in the precipice. I want him of, to be uh, of a coup. I want him to pull out a cigar and start, you know, trying to raise gushy on the. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah, hitting, he's hitting Ziggy pocket calculator. Yeah. I want him to be a Cylon. <laughs> get me out of here! <laughs> I want all sorts of Dean Stockwell things out of Dean Stockwell. But here's the thing. Dean Stockwell, great actor, love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn Close, an amazing actress, incredible career, Oscar nominated, wonderful lady. Uh, probably going to get nominated this year for that Hillbilly Edgley thing or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. she's really great. Uh, they're terrible there. She's but be- she's yeah. be- she's believable. No, she's yeah, not. I think she's I think she's under. Uh, <laughs> no, I think she's overplayed. Ni- she's 19, overplayed. Nineteen ninety seven. I think this is what we would expect. And and by the way, don't don't forget uh, Philip Baker Hall, um, oh, right. who you see for like a split second. Even though I think I feel like he's he's way better than this. Way better than than just a little brief cameo. Yeah, right. Uh, appearance. But tell me one thing that they did on the ground that had any effect on the the, the progress of the like what what what, what did they? Oh, change? I'll tell you what they I'll tell you what they did on the ground. They freaking to- they let they let out the news to CNN so that CNN tipped off Gary Oldman's character uh, that the president must still be somewhere mm-hmm. on the plane. I was like, oh, so dirty, so really dirty. okay. Oh. So the White House is. Um, the uh, the crappy real genius teacher in yes. Die Hard who goes absolutely and, yep. and says uh, we miss our mommy and daddy. By the way, daddy's John McClane. He's in the building. Right he's now. in the building no, right that's now. Exactly what they're doing. Look at me, daddy. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> and not and to make it worse, they are they the re- here's why I think Glenn Close wouldn't sign that document from the cabinet members to basically force that was them. that was a weird. 
Here's why she did bit, it, though. Yeah. She did that. She avoided it, not because she really believed in in James Marshall or that she wanted to wait until, you know, she believed in the president. It's because she knew that they're a bunch of clowns who can't run shit. And they can't, <laughs> she didn't want to take that power because that meant she was responsible. And then the Keystone cops would run everything. They were terrible back in Washington. Mm-hmm. And every time yeah. they showed them, I wanted to poo a little bit, just a little bit of poo. I hated yeah. it. All right. <laughs> What's your favorite Die Hard on an X movie? Let's go. I mean, <laughs> this one. I mean, your favorite. You're like, this you're going to go. Be it. That's is it for me. You, I I'm going to no, make you go sit down and watch a Die Hard on an X movie. What are you going to do? It's choose? this one. Die Hard on a plane. I like uh, this one. Even Beverly Hills Cop 3, Die Hard this, in the Amusement Park. That's a good That's a good one. This one isn't even my favorite Die Hard on a plane movie. That would be on air. Yeah. Or Die Hard um, on a plane, uh, which was two, I guess, right? Two was Die Hard on a plane? No, no, that was in an airport. Oh, that's right. I mean, Bonnie Bedelia was the only one in the plane. She just tased. That same guy yeah. that I was just talking about. There's Passenger Sub 57. I, I actually think in the Die Hard on an X uh, list, uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop is wild. Oh, now that I didn't think about that, but that doesn't. That does. Yeah. I have never it. seen any of those movies, and I just worry that it's, they, that it's man, exactly what I think it's going to be. They're exactly what you think. They're they're fun. I enjoyed them. Uh, I mean, if they're exactly what what I think they're going to be, then they're not fun. <laughs> They're fun. They're fun. Kevin James is a big, silly beast of a man, and he's just, I think he's funny. It it makes me laugh. Now, I'm not, I don't sit there and, you know, hold my belly chuckling like a Santa, but I mean, <laughs> I, I do enjoy, I, I turn it on and I enjoy it. It's silly. I mean, nothing's, nothing's funnier than seeing Kevin James ride around on a stupid Segway. Anytime Kevin James tries to ride or fit into something he can't fit, it's just like the cats who try to fit in everything. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. It just okay. But I don't laugh. know if I'd go it's, with the sentence, smile. nothing's funnier than. I think that's. I think there are things that are funnier than that. <laughs> well, yeah, that you describing funny. holding your belly and laughing like nothing, Santa actually is funnier right. than. <laughs> yeah. Than nothing. How about nothing's more comforting than uh, watching watching that? To me, it's kind of like, oh, this is very comforting. This, uh, there's nothing wrong in the world today. If actually, Kevin James can I, I do say this all this. You can think it's funny. Yeah, I say all this, and I actually really like Kevin James. I'm not on that. I'm yeah. not on the hater bandwagon. I enjoy him. I like I'm, Kevin James, but I just don't feel like. Paul Blart Molotov is going to be <laughs> well. If you if you like hillbilly humor, you'll love Nam. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, you know my affinity. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say chuckling yokels. <laughs> you're setting yourself up for a good time. Like if you lower your expectations enough, you're going to really like the movie. Yeah. Uh, the other Die Hard on a Blah movie that I wanted to raise was. Uh, the film that we sacked years and years ago, Hard Rain. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. uh, it's Die Hard in a church filled with stolen money or yeah. something like die that. Die Hard in a, in, a, in a bad thunderstorm is what, in a flood. Well, it's, right? yeah, it's Die, die hard, hard in the Rain is what it is, basically. Yeah. yeah. Die Hard with, die hard with heavy rain. rain. Uh, die Hard, Hard Rain. <laughs> yeah. Hard, That's perfect. Hard rain. <laughs> uh, we also saw another one. Passenger 57 was a, was a good example yes. of this. Also on a plane, but... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and uh, they use that same. The only two times I've ever been aware that there's a little elevator that goes between the levels were it was Holly Berry and uh, Harrison that, Ford taking that little elevator. <laughs> isn't that great? And in, in this movie, I didn't even question it because you know he disappears at one point in time from the terrorists who were chasing him, and I was like, if I hadn't seen the other movie, I would have been like, how do you do that? Yep. But but I know that there's like a little, you know, a little elevator between the two. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of that as well. That's so funny that you bring that up because immediately my brain went to that. There's also Die Hard on a battleship, which uh, under siege would probably count as Die Hard on oh, a ship. Yes. Yep. Die oh, Die Hard on a train then under siege too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, speed is the uh, probably diehard on a bus, right? Sort speed of. too diehard on a cruise ship. Yeah. Let us not forget that executive executive <laughs> decision came out before this. The the movie uh, executive decision. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw yeah, it together. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I that, that I was shocked when I looked that up because as, as this movie was kind of first getting started, I'm like, oh, look at this amazing coincidence that he just gave an off the cuff speech about how we're not gonna you know, succumb to terrorists, and then uh, you know, like the terrorists immediately join him on his aircraft, right. and uh, like I was like, that's executive decision must have just copied all of this. No, 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 no. Yeah. This copied that. Oh, yeah. whoa, that's weird. How, but not, I mean, the two are pretty close in time. I mean, sure, that one came out first, but like it had to be apart. like a year before. Yeah, it's like a year, year mm-hmm. apart, I think, something like yeah. that. But it did surprise me because in my head, I, that order's backwards. I have mm-hmm. it the other way. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Chronologically, it didn't work. And really pro- work out. It, it might be backwards because I, did, I saw this at the theater and I didn't see Executive Decision until later. So in my mind, I did watch it that way. So mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's, maybe that's actually what I ended up doing. I don't think I saw right. Executive Decision in theaters. But this, I, I mean, I did. wasn't rushing out to see Executive Decision. By the Here's way, here's the thing: this movie, uh, which I haven't mentioned yet, directed by Wolfgang Peterson, a guy's work I enjoy. Wolfgang. I always, I always enjoy one of his movies here and there. Um, he, uh, or, or sorry, this this film, uh, whenever they do like a who's the best president, uh, who would you elect of all the movie presidents? There's like this poll. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. he always wins. He's won every yeah. time. The only person mm-hmm. to come so close is dude from Independence Day. President, what's his name? Just uh, you know, he's just got an unmemorable name. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, he's yeah. a he's a. <laughs> I always call him. I always call him President Solo. So I mean, it's it's all good. Yeah, I, don't, I don't need a name. Yeah, I got President it. Jones. There you go. I, I think a big part of that is that he is the main character badass. There's really not a lot of movies that portray the president. First of all, giving the president a lot of screen time, right? Usually in movies, the president is this uh, behind closed doors person, but Mm -hmm. like also a lot of screen time and he kills people and he fights and so on. Like that's just, that's just really, really rare. I'm, I'm kind of surprised there are, there aren't other movies that. Well, part of it is, I think it's, I think it just is, it is a very much park your brain of the door kind of idea. Sure. You can say, well, he served in Vietnam and he saved all these people and he was a pilot there. And and, and so now, so he's seen war, he knows what it's about and all this. And so you can kind of, kind of get your head behind that, but it it does ask a lot of us to assume that I always, I always have trouble with this when I see a older person uh, portraying themselves as someone who learned how to fight in Vietnam going against someone who has more recent training mm. and is like, you know, 20 or 30 years younger than them. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's just not. Yeah. But happen. Harrison I mean, Ford has always done old guy strength really well. Yeah. Like yeah. he's yeah. in his Believable. Mid, mid to late fifties here, by the way. Uh, he looks amazing for, for his fifties. Yeah. Uh, but he, but when he does that, like fugitive style face, and just mm-hmm. you're like, it's just like all like in your. There's a certain like chaos to the way he fights that that yeah. makes it better. Like to me, it's like right. this is you fighting for your very essence, not a pre choreographed swing fest. You know, I'm gonna knock you right, out, right. Arnold style. It's something more than that, and that that always sells him for me. Uh, you know, so that I can get over that hump that you just mentioned, because that I, is a I, hump. Well, totally I, be- hump. I believed it when he like uh, when he finally no- when he finally knocks people out with like a chair or something. I'm like, OK, dirty pool. I got you. You can do that. That's absolutely uh, an acceptable way to beat someone who is younger than you. Yeah. But just fisticuffs straight to straight. I mean, eh, unless unless you're just some kind of 
you know, assassin. And why would you be president if you were that? Well, and I, I want to go back to Scott's biggest point earlier, because I think this holds through the whole film. Uh, the, the ridiculous things that happen on the plane don't bother me at all. I don't think that I, I think as an audience, like that's what we're there for. But for some reason, the ridiculous things that happen back in the situation room in Washington, I can't stand. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> no, no, they would not. No. And they wouldn't do that either. And it's like, wait a minute. Why am I suspending disbelief so easily on the one, right. but not the other? And and the answer is Harrison Ford. It's just Harrison yeah, Ford. Yeah. He's just like, I am going to go with whatever stupid stuff he does. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. oh, he just choked a guy out and then just left him sleeping. Okay. Yeah. yeah for not right. very long. That bothered <laughs> right. me. I was, like, I was like, dude, you better like really, you like better kill him because yeah. you're going to back up in a tie, few minutes. At least tie his hands behind his back or something because. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Because he I mean, could just be playing too. Like you get, yeah. you get uh, uh, choked like that. Go limp. Yeah. like, okay, I guess yeah. he must be unconscious. I'm just going to leave him and go do something else. Yeah. Meanwhile, back in Washington, some people say some things about, you know, like, like that slightly contradict whatever I saw on the West Wing or V. And I'm just like, right. no, bad movie. <laughs> it was very West Wing on the ground for me. Not nearly as entertaining, but well, they had that yeah. whole let's walk and talk. And it was like a bad version of the West Wing on the yeah, ground. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. and it, and and, good. and it's unfortunate because I do think that your backup, your you know, ba- meanwhile, uh, you know, it's usually like uh, what's his name, um, Morgan Freeman is usually the guy back at home, you know, dealing with whatever, like he was in those. Uh, those also diehard like movies, the, the Olympus has fallen and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can count on them to be freaked and trying to run things the best they can and making these hard decisions. But in this one, it just came off as watching Three Stooges. Like every time it would cut to them, it would be this serious thing happen on the plane and they'd be like, poking each other in the eye and just looking, oh, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. I'm in charge here. No, I'm in charge. Terrible. I mean, is that is that to increase our uh, concern for the president? Like, oh God, he can't die. We can't. Yeah, die. <laughs> <laughs> Look who he's going to leave in command right. if something happens to him. And yeah. by the way, the in, the entirety of our concern is based on that that idea that the president is very very important. And I don't mean the presidency. I yeah, mean, not the office in the, the man office yeah. is somehow like the most important thing. And the movie does a great job, in my opinion, of keeping that, of holding it up and not dropping it. But in when I step back away from it, I'm just like, oh, Glenn Close could do that job. This is not a big deal. You know, right. like, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's very clear to me that in, in reality, right, I am I am definitely I definitely don't think that the president, the man is like so terribly valuable but i don't know what this movie did how did this movie make me think that his life was so damn important yeah yeah mm-hmm. he, he well you you yeah. he didn't think it was very important compared to everybody else's so kind of why why should we all yeah, that was pissing me yeah. off that was yeah. pissing me off that's the kind of thing that that a, that a care that's a character flaw it's what? like uh, you don't it kind of care is. about it's, other people yeah. more than yourself what do you mean yeah and when you're in the position that you are the most important uh, asset we have and you keep wanting to throw it away and we keep going, no dummy, you mm-hmm. need to get to safety because it's more than you. The vice president has the line, which really stuck with me where she says he doesn't have the right to risk himself like that. 
Right. And right. I was like, whoa, wow, yeah, I guess that's true, right? Like, I mean, like is the, it though? The, like, the noble thing, yes, is to put your family before yourself. But you have to also look at, all right, what, what kind of uh, stuff happens if a terrorist takes out the president? What does that do to any other wannabe terrorists out there? What does it do right. for the appearance of our country? What does it do for the actual um, running of our country? It's... Right. It's also based on nothing. You don't know that he's going to follow through on his end, which he absolutely didn't. He immediately says, right. I'm sorry, I lied or whatever. You're totally right yeah. about all that. But I do want to say, okay, I'm going to say I agree with you guys, but I want to say the movie earned it because yeah, of this. Absolutely. Harrison Ford gave in that moment what I believe to be, to this day, after seeing it again, I reconfirmed it in my mind, the best performance he's ever given in that moment. Oh, he was yeah. really, really he something to, right when now. he has to turn about mm-hmm. face when he's when he's telling Gary Oldman, you can't you can't I don't negotiate. Nope. I've been I've been saying it this whole movie. I'm not negotiating. And he gets he all broken up. And he's like, he realizes this daughter he's talking about this yeah. gun to the head. Like anybody with mm-hmm. kids can relate to this. Like there's a there's yeah. this moment there where I went, oh, my gosh, freaking Harrison Ford. I didn't know you had this in you, mm-hmm. dude. Like that really yeah. it, it was it's, got it's, me. I, I disagree with you on, on one little, like where you say the best, like for me, you, he will never do anything that was better than his acting in the fugitive. I think oh. that, is, that is the pinnacle of his career, but this is number two. This yeah. is right. What, what about, what about the look on his face when Kylo Ren stabs him? <laughs> what about regarding Henry, that's, Randy? That's yeah. pretty. That's what pretty about regarding, regarding Henry? Yeah, I think regarding Henry is actually bad. Like, <laughs> really? I think oh, oh really? I like regarding okay, Henry. I, I like that. Yeah, movie. I do too. But, yeah. but uh, yeah, and the Force Awakens, right? It's so fraught, so it's really hard to. It's hard to. Yeah, like, I guess what I'm saying is just like as a personal, as a single moment, not an overall performance, because I think you're probably right about the Fugitive overall, like from top to bottom. But but as a single standout moment in any film he's ever been in. Some of the best ones, like Witness and others, like this, this really stood out. In what is otherwise just kind of popcorn, good fun. Like, there's nothing about the. There's no. This one there. This movie was nominated for best editing uh, in a year where all the other right. editing awards or uh, nominations went to best picture nominations. This thing right. was never going to be bound to win much more than something like that. But there's just just that moment, and I just thought, well, man, Harrison Ford, you can you pull this out more often and show us your. Mm-hmm. Show us your acting wiener. Chops. Chops. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it was really, it really got Show me. Show us your like, board. It, it was emotional. My wife, my wife got a little choke sitting next to me. She watched this one with me, and and but she's a sucker for this. When he said "get off my yeah. plane," she yeah. went "woo" like that. Yeah, that is, that is like that is like the every everybody. It's hard not to watch things leading up to that, and when he says "get off my plane," not to go "woo." I don't. I just you can't. Yeah, you can't avoid it. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's a fun time though, man. I just had so much fun with this movie. I'll it, tell you, we we haven't talked about Gary Oldman's performance, but I mean, from the get go, as soon as you see him, you're like, oh, he's the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, if you've never seen this movie before, as soon as Gary Oldman walks up, it's like, oh, there he is. He's great. There's our. He's foil. great in it. And, he's uh, so great in he's it. He's great, and yep. he he brings this thing that makes you sympathize somewhat. You're both mad at yourself and mad at the terrorists, and it's like. Oh, but he's right. You know, we, we did this and we did that. And, and, oh, here's our, here's, here's our, uh, you know, we're finally sowing what we, you know, we're reaping what we sl- sow. And it's kind of like, that's hard mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. That's hard. He, to by do. the way, uh, Air Force One and the Fifth Element, same year. So d- busy dude that year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he yeah. was, his hair was much, Air Force <laughs> One was much better in this one. <laughs> yeah. Didn't need that plastic cover thing on it. But he, he right. was like, they called him Scary Oldman on the set. 
because he <laughs> he was the friendliest, nicest guy. They joke around and stuff. There's this note here. Yeah. Uh, where is it? Uh, oh, maybe I didn't put it in. But anyway, there was this conversation. There was a conversation back and forth with him and Harrison Ford all the time that was very jovial, good time, working out their scenes together. And then Harrison Ford he said he would snap uh, suddenly yeah. and just turn That's into legal. that scary old man. And it would really mm. freak everybody out because he was so intense. And then he would loosen like, up again. I like knowing that because I always wondered if he was one of those that stayed in character, like was method actor and stayed in character during cameras are off. No, I'm going to go over here and eat my food. You, you leave me alone. Go away. You know? But uh, I like trailer. knowing that he's yeah. that he's a you know, genuine down to earth, nice guy in between yeah and also I, just such a damn fine actor and so sells this role even though it's so over the top yeah. and and is could be fraught with like every mm-hmm. crappy russian Trope. terrorist stereotype that you could think of and yet he i think rises above all that and, and just comes off i don't real. think that this uh would have been cast this way nowadays mm. like i think this is kind of a a, a relic at this point that you put a an Englishman, just an old school Englishman in the role of, you know, a, a Balkan state terrorist. You know what I mean? Like sure. just uh, like now you would find somebody that better fit the the look and feel and didn't have to put on a stupid accent. Um, you know, like uh, I, I throughout the movie, I just kept looking at Gary Oldman and saying, come on, be serious black for me. I like you as yeah. serious black. There was nobody in the late 90s that was I'll just I'll list a few things. He well, was there, Zorg in the Fifth Element. Yeah. Air Force mm-hmm. One, of course, here. Yeah. Dr. Smith, ultimate bad guy in oh, Lost in Space. Lost yeah. in Space. Yeah. 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 Uh, here's, he here's his pinnacle role in 1999. Pontius Pilate and oh, Jesus, yeah. the TV miniseries. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> I, remember I remember that. I watched that. He he's he just eats up everything he does. And and in mm-hmm. this particular case, I, I agree with you, Randy. They probably would, but it's funny because all of his henchmen were actual Baltic state, you know, Eastern right. Russian, you know, descent. Except him, like he's the only one that isn't. And you probably would hire differently. Like I would have put Peter Stormare in, in charge of this oh, group or something. That, I think that'd be good. He's I Swedish, think so. Gary Oldman gets this role directly from his performance in The Professional. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like he's mm. the he's the heavy, he's the bad guy in The Professional. Yeah. The, that was he on movie? Was he Russian in that one? Accent no, wise? No, he's just an American. Uh, just, okay. or no, he was English. I guess he played yeah, British. Yeah, I guess, he was, but, he was British. Okay. British. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's that one where he goes. That face he makes. <laughs> so good. So good. We got to watch that the was, professional, by the way. We need yeah, to do that. Yeah, that would be a good one to watch. What yeah. was the. He was in True Romance as kind of like a weird Rastafarian <laughs> gang leader, wasn't he? Uh, and, I'm trying to remember. And, and like for me, at least in my experience, he's, he's, he burst onto the scene as Lee Harvey Oswald in that oh. terrible JFK movie. Whoa, JFK. terrible. Slow down. Absolutely the worst thing that Slow. Oliver Stone ever did. <laughs> Slow down there for a second. Oh, you're old. Yeah, we need to discuss this for a second. I, I don't think it's an accurate film or historically <laughs> on point or anything, but I love JFK. That thing is an amazing movie. We are on two How different planets. How much of that is because you love Kevin Costner? That's though. a big part of it, but I also love so everybody else in it, including a small cameo from John Candy, an amazing performance by Tommy Lee Jones. Kevin Bacon shows Kevin up Bacon. in that thing. Yeah. I love that movie. You, I miss when Tommy Lee Jones was in every film. I miss those days, <laughs> dude. There's a part. There's a part where uh, uh, who's the uh, who's the coach in the? I can't think of a damn name. 
But anyway, listen to some of these names. Oh, I know who I'm thinking of. Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau plays a senator in that ah. thing. Freaking uh, Edward Asner. Ed Asner's in that thing. Uh, mm. Sally Kirkland. These are amazing people. Jack Lemmon. Incredible role <laughs> in there. These are amazing people. <laughs> like amazing old and new actors. People from cross generations of acting all coming together to be in a, a you know, a, a conspiracy movie that doesn't have a ton of legs to stand on. And then Kevin Costner at his height. You're crazy. You're insane. I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right i've defended i've defended myself i rest my case. <laughs> have you have you though well plus it I, got parodied on seinfeld so it has to be good yeah it has no, to be good to front to the back or no how's it go to back and to the left to the left they're real and they're spectacular yeah <laughs> wrong, wrong wrong quote oh, yeah. i think i think oliver stone is a fantastic uh filmmaker i think he's uh, like uh, one of the you know like one of the top 50 of all time, mm. uh, you know, filmmakers. Yeah. And I will, I will absolutely go there with you for movies like platoon or natural born killers or the doors. Absolutely. Even I'll, I'll even say born on the 4th of July is a really good oh. movie. This particular movie, JFK is, it may as well be Oliver Stone making an episode of Infowars with Alex Jones and like, I can't, I can't forgive it. It doesn't matter how much good acting is in it. It is based on abject lunacy and it's an insult to your intelligence and you shouldn't watch it. Like, oh, you're an insane I've never person. seen it and now I must watch it. Yeah. You need to see it. It's awesome. Durandy is crazy. He's a crazy person and he is. <laughs> it's an yeah. amazing film that should be seen by everybody. <laughs> and almost, I mean, this one, is, this is exactly like the, the, big problem with all of humanity in the internet age is that is that uh you know conspiracy theories are so easy to promulgate and people who don't know better and can't look at them critically uh are just eating them up and turning around and sharing them with others well then they're like, dummies look, but some of us can watch movies made in 1993 and not go oh, i believe right, this right. has turned me around i'm on i'm gonna get my guns and freaking defend myself from the people who yeah, killed I, you i, I just watch it because it's a great I, I movie I don't think those people who are giving you trouble about their conspiracy theories are pulling it from the JFK movie. They're pulling it from the History Channel where they've watched all these alien and conspiracy mm -hmm. shows. They're not getting JFK. They're not getting that. That's for us who are smart enough to go, oh, oh. I mean, I get it. I get where you're coming from. And I get like, you know, misinformation. The, 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 what's coloring this is we live in the age of like horrendous misinformation and now it's and now it's kind of easy to go back in time and go, oh, well, this, this, this and this and this. These are all forms of, you know, you could you could uh, interpret this as I challenge you to ask anyone on Facebook where you've probably seen these conspiracy conspiracy theorists. Ask them if they've ever seen JFK the movie and ask them what they think about it. Well, they probably have. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they'll go. No, <coughs> never saw it. Oh, really? You think? I think oh, they, no. I think plenty those of them people, have. those people don't watch it. Like, of course I've seen it. Yeah. That's another <laughs> and then one. Ask them if they watch the history channel. <laughs> Yeah. With aliens versus what is it? What is the stupid show? <laughs> Alien and Prophets or something? It's What's the it called? first thing I think of when you say the History Channel is that meme of the dude with the whacked out hair going. The whacked out hair. Because yeah. that's what they're watching. I've yeah. talked to these people. I live near these people. I live around these people. Sure. These are the people. Here, here's what I'm saying. <laughs> here's what I'm saying. If this, if the movie can be viewed in, in, in from the lens of is it making a, a, a mountain out of a molehill in terms of its source material. Yes, 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, is it really well made? Yes, 100%. Uh, I can watch stuff like that and not 
not suddenly go, oh, wait a minute. Everything I thought I knew was a lie. The whole thing was, I, I just, I, that's for, that's for idiots. And those idiots have always been around. So I, I, I don't know how you get around this. Like without, mm-hmm. without telling people you can't do a thing. Like someone turning around saying, I'm sorry, uh, Oliver Stone, you cannot make the movie about the thing you want to because somebody out there might dislike it or, or might, might take it too seriously. I just, I can't live in that world. People have got to be it's able really, to write it, thing. It really is the big controversy of the 21st century. How do we, how do we stop people's brains from being poisoned and that poison from spreading? Like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have the answer because yeah. we're talking about free speech. Yeah. There's just like, mm-hmm. how do we stop it? Like, what if, what if it just leads straight to the end of the species? I don't know. I don't know how to stop it. Yeah. That's the problem. If you, if you, if you think it is, uh, and, and not talking about this movie in particular, because I don't. This, this is this is nothing new. Okay, this no, is, I know. Absolutely, don't, don't, let, don't let don't let any of this thing. Our politicians have gotten into a place where they're all saying that this is the worst it's ever been. This is the most extreme it's ever been, and none of that's true. None of that's true. Yeah. There's been extremism way before now, and we are in a very moderate time, even though it feels like we're in a very tumultuous time. We're not. We're very moderate. So, it's I mean, don't let, don't let this fear-mongering that's going on no, out no, here no. telling all, everything what is it, the extremist. What it is is we're all, conne- we're all connected in a way we've never been before, and therefore everything gets yeah. amplified. And then that, that in itself could be dangerous. There's no question about it. But I, I, like Randy says, what do you what do? You do? Like, yeah, I don't want to say uh, there can't be rules life. that say I'm sorry if nobody can make a film about JFK's assassination. That's just the rules. I don't want to live in that world either. No, so, that's the, that's that's going the exact opposite direction. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Um, all right, got some scrutiny. Let's do some scrutiny Ooh. here. Hold on. Wait, where is it? Right here. Scrutiny. Okay. Initially, director Wolfgang Peterson was denied access to the real life Air Force One. A telephone call from Harrison Ford to the White House soon changed that. <laughs> come yeah. on, man. Let's look at just come on. Let me look at the plane. I mean, do you come think on, he really called Bill plane. Clinton and said, "Bill, can we use the real plane?" And Bill said, "Well, hell, I'm sure. I'm, I'm just getting to BJ. <laughs> Who is this again? Donut. Harrison Ford? Yeah. Just, like I don't I, just don't don't open the third drawer in the yeah. cabinet. Harrison Ford <laughs> is, a, is a right. Harrison Ford's a, a, a real pilot, and so I, I wonder. Oh, you think that I he's wonder, got. He's I wonder if it went further. The president? Yeah, I wonder if which which went further if it was in tandem, his his celebrity or his uh, you know, his I don't know. I don't know. Here's here's a good one for Randy because I know he likes Randy Newman. So do, so do you, Ebbet. You're fans, right? <laughs> fans of Randy mm-hmm. Newman? Yeah, uh, yeah. Additional scrutiny though. Says Randy Newton was originally hired to provide the film score. However, Wolfgang Peterson felt it was too serious to the point of being unintentionally funny. <laughs> Jerry Goldsmith, Whoa. Jerry Goldsmith, our most prolific uh, film sack. Uh, you better get off my plate. <laughs> you better get off my plate. I knew this was going to happen if I brought Give it up. Give you a parachute and wrap cord around your neck, and then you go and get off my plate. It's that, that's what that's all I can think when you say Randy Newman. That's the only thing I can think. True story. It's like yeah. it's so iconic. His his music for. Uh, major league basically is what comes to mind. Ah, right? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. How could that apply? <laughs> really? I just think of Toy Story. Way. That's all I think of when I think. Of that. <laughs> That's all I can think of too. Yeah. I know he's done instr- great instrumental work, but all I can think of is that he'd have some vocal song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With that voice is, but Jerry Goldsmith yeah. guy, we've seen a billion times on this show comes in, gets hired last minute, 12 days to come up with an alternative. Did it. Now here's the scrutiny part. 
Newman later recycled much of his rejected score for Toy Story 3. I don't believe it. <laughs> oh, wow. that would be fantastic. It's all interchangeable, that. right? I mean, you know, this action uh, adventure film in the sky and uh, children's Pixar movie. Yeah, sure. I feel like this needs to be the episode of Film Sack where every piece of trivia is everyone. Well, you might be right. Here's another one. We were talking about Kevin Costner. The lead role was written for him. Uh, he said, they say, but he was heavily committed to the postman also came out that year and that he suggested Harrison Ford for the part. Uh, additional scrutiny, please. <laughs> I don't think. When did this conversation happen? Where Kevin Costner's like, "Oh, I'd really like to be on this plane movie," but you know, you know who you know who you should get is uh, Harrison Ford. I think he has a direct line to Bill Clinton, so he could probably get the Air Force, actually, Air Force One. <laughs> right? Like, what a weird thing. But I could see Kevin Costner in this role, no problem. Could totally yeah. do it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that part that that part seems right to me. But uh, God, is he? Has he played a president? I'm trying to think if he's ever. Is it right? Ah, that's a good question. He he is presidential, but he's presidential. But has he played a president? I can't think of any. I'm looking. I mean, he, the only time he worked for the federal government was in the Postman, right? I think that was the only time I. Uh, right? uh nope. He was special assistant to the president in 13 days. Oh, he he was a bodyguard once. Uh, swing yeah, vote. He was. Uh, oh, he was just like a. Um, the deciding factor uh, between two. I votes. thought he was. Was he? Was he? A, was he just the deciding factor between two votes, or was he like a? Oh yeah, he was. He really was just a. Oh yeah. He really was just the guy who was going to yeah, decide yeah, the election because the of his vote. Yeah, you're right. I thought you that were was supposed to be the thing. I never right. saw that. I didn't either. Yeah, but I didn't. Right. No, okay. he's one it's time funny because he seems like he seems like he should be a guy who played the president. He never played the president. You know what it is? It's all the Jack Ryan times. We're just thinking of those. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he's in the one. president's room hanging out and stuff. And apparently, yeah. by the way, he pushed real hard. To get, he wanted this to be PG thirteen real bad. Harrison Ford did. Mm-hmm. And um, how bad did he want it? Like hold well, your pee bad. Like oh, it's gotta be. <laughs> bad, oh, I guess bad enough, bad enough that he campaigned with the studio over and over and over to do it, and they thought he was going to get it done because this worked uh, with clear and present danger, according to the right. trivia. And they changed their rating from R to PG thirteen, so he thought he could do it here. And I, for one, I'm glad it failed because I so prefer level the of take. Harrison Ford influences. Can see Air Force One cannot change ratings. Right, that- cannot change ratings or fly a plane. Interesting. Uh, properly without crashing into a park and then hey he's Why? done pretty good except for that one time yeah <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like uh, this is the perfect example of sometimes what once was R is now kind of PG-13 yeah and I don't mm-hmm. know exactly why I feel that I didn't I guess I just didn't know this was rated R and until you just brought it up just right now yeah and right. I, I wasn't thinking of it as ooh man mm-hmm. mm, adults only right man right. Do, you, do you see them titties you know like I just didn't <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was pretty wow. violent, you know. I mean, there was some pretty real uh, intense moments, I guess, and that's where most of it comes. Mm-hmm. Not the language, yeah. Sure, I mean, but. you know, the headshot of the uh, yeah. press secretary in front of the wife and child of the president is kind of 
even though it's shown off screen, you hear it and you hear the screen. Right. It's like, oh, well, you yeah. see the bullet hole appear in his head, but yeah, they kind of quickly go well, away. The, the oh, press secretary the lady was a totally. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She press secretary, I guess maybe she's just well, uh, she deserves, one tour guide. Yeah. <laughs> she deserves, Mel- Melanie deserved what she got because she started off with, like, hello, terrorist. Here is everything about Air Force One you'll ever <laughs> right. need to know. Yeah. Here's the keypad. If you ever need to use it, the code is 4519. I'm like, loose lips sink ships, Melanie. Sink Come on. Loose, loose planes. No, how do you rhyme it with planes? Help me here. Right. Loose, loose brains sink planes. Loose, there, there you go. go. Blow Damn, up Brian, look at you with the fast whip out of the brain. <laughs> Boom. That was good. I used to work with Johnny Cochran. I, I have a. I have a t- <laughs> oh, well. Then, now it all well, makes sense. But you got to acquit if they don't fit. So. Yeah. Donna Bullock. If it doesn't acquit. Exactly. If it doesn't acquit, you must fit. Is that what you said? Right. <laughs> must. Don't have a fit. We're going to acquit. Xander uh, Berkeley, by the way, yeah. is uh, you remember that guy from Twenty Four, the series with uh, mm-hmm. you remember that guy, and then he's like he's like the turn guy, right? He's the guy that 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 betrays his country, and I wanted to know more, and they never really gave I it to us. Really, his- genuinely, one hundred percent believed that was Christopher Negroni. Oh, no. I, I, oh, really? I spent the whole movie thinking, oh, you're gonna- really. You're going to be a tough cop on TV later. You, you, right? Like I am shocked huh. that that wasn't that Christopher Negroni guy. Negroni, mm. who's Christopher well, Agent, Negroni? Who is that? Agent, I can't think of who that is. Christopher Negroni. Hold on, Microni. Uh, Do I not have yes. his name right? Oh, oh Maloney. 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 The, uh, the, the, the Law and Order Special Victims Unit. So you're thinking of that guy? Yeah. 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 He, they, they have a very similar vibe for sure. But I, okay. We can't. Negroni's just, a cocktail, isn't it? And it's making me thirsty. Mm, I want a Negroni. <laughs> Here's the thing about Xander Berkeley and about that role. And I'm, this is my biggest complaint about the movie. So this is a situation where this guy's the inside reason that the terrorists can even do the anything. Ball. He took out yeah. the guard yeah. dudes. Now the guns are open. Now they can, you know, basically take over. And if it wasn't for him, they couldn't have done that. Now, throughout the rest of the film, he basically plays dumb and acts like he's still part of the good guys and doesn't need to do anything except tor- he's, sort of looks suspicious. He's biding his time, right? He's right. trying to But take in the, the end, shot. why didn't he? He should have just escaped with everybody else because now he's off the hook. Anyone mm-hmm. who can implicate him is dead. Right. So Made why did he still sense. do it? What was his motivation? I don't know. He's, yeah. an, he's, he's Agent Gibbs. So I was trying to figure out why he had to wait until after everybody left, including the president, because he didn't uh, he didn't attempt to kill the president again uh, or to show himself uh, until he found out that that was the last zip line over. And he's like, oh, forget that crap. Oh, was, it, was there only one zip line left? Is that the? Yeah, okay, yeah, that, the, uh, then, the pilot said answered, we, we've... There was yeah, only we've, time for one more zip. Right, right. One okay. more back and forth. Okay, one then you, what you've done now is answered my question then, because what I thought, <laughs> I thought he just suddenly went, and now I will reveal myself. I didn't, re- I didn't His connect that. Us too, and, yeah. and William H. Macy must die for no reason at all. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love, though, the, the uh, planes going up and down, and poor uh, uh, Paul Guilfoyle. <laughs> I laughed out loud when he went when he was like reaching out and pulling back the other way. Oh, man. The OK, so let's talk yeah. about, you know, pretty good uh, special effects, good green screening. But there was a couple of moments where they had people just in dark sky moments that made mm-hmm. me laugh. Uh, his his zip lining across was cu- quite funny because he's in such a weird position. Also, just the facts, uh, lady. Her being happy while getting away on the on the parachute, 
made me laugh. That oh, was yes. good. You know what I'm talking yes. about? <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> the, It'd be very easy to forget lady. about the fax lines. And then she's yeah. all like, Bee. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I alluded to this in my intro, but it's it's like negative 10 degrees up there. It's There's yeah, no yeah. air. They, like, you know, right. people who parachute from above cloud line have to have an oxygen mask and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know how she could look so happy when she, A, was freezing and B, couldn't. Right. Yeah, she was stoked. She was, she was out. She was like, I did the fax thing. I'm out. And she got yeah. out of there. I've done my job. I what did my role. duty. So I'm, I'm going to be the new postmaster general. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That was the promise. If this is true, I'll make you the. And which would be great because I haven't seen my USPS package in almost a week now. Oh yeah, we could tell. Uh, we <laughs> could angry. use her. We could use her. She'd be great. Yeah, we could use her. Louis DeJoy, take off. We got a new lady coming in. She's ready to roll. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, the th- the thing with the dude at the agent bit now makes more sense to me. I still think it's a little. Thin. It's it. very thin. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. It was unnecessary. I was already. I, it was really unnecessary. So what do you think was in it? He's for him? either really it, dumb or just so angry at the president that he's got to he's right, got to yeah. blow his cover. But it, end, but right. it was pretty funny with him uh, with him like in the plane at the at the doorway going no what have I done oh <laughs> yeah yeah again they have no idea how air suction and stuff works like you yeah, see right. movies where yeah. even a small crack in a window. Right, and, and they're and pretty. They're pretty low. How many feet were they supposed to be? So I mean, ten thousand feet still. Yeah, well, they had slow. No, it was well below ten thousand feet. They were like four hundred feet above the ocean, and they had slowed oh, I down it was considerably. Because uh, William Macy was like, "Okay, it's your ten thousand feet there. We gotta. <laughs> it's time to let you go." No, that was that was like ten minutes worth of dialogue prior when he said that before they sit there and had to like pontificate. What they were going to do. I am paying attention yeah. to altitude, Wade. He said at one point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah, but this, that stuff was pretty loose. They were and also the pod. Yeah. The pod doesn't it's exist. Fine. There is no pod. Escape pod in these planes. I I was curious about that. I do like oh. the idea there being a pod. There, there's, no, the there has nice. to be like a little presidential escape pod. Nope, Absolutely not such a thing. Every, really? They, if That's there's fake? been any sense, but there was all this controversy at the time. Everybody asking wow. everybody. And everybody with any familiarity with Air Force One is like, uh, no, there's well, no like, well, like they're going to yes, tell you. Like, like exactly. Gonna of course you. they're going to say there's not an escape pod on the right. on Air Force One. I right. bet you there's He got the tour. No Harrison Ford hooked him up. And, and, uh, and Wolfgang got the tour. <laughs> he saw, said, oh, there is the an pod. escape pod. I think there was a pod. We'd know there was a pod. And therefore, those terrorists would know there was a pod. And they didn't know there was a pod. I, I think there's a lot of things going on there like – uh, like Air Force One definitely would not have those. Gu- they would always be a station guard at any weapons uh, cache. They like were. They, they were all sitting there. He shot them all up. Those are the no, guys. just Agent Gibbs. No, that he kind of no. They would have been. There's way more protection than that. And plus, I don't think you would. I don't know. There was just so many things. I'm sure. I'm sure anybody who's worked in Air Force One is like going. Right. There's a whole. There's a Wait. whole huge list of. of <laughs> this is this is anachronistic. About planes in general and Air Force One in specific uh, on TV tropes. There's this huge list. And Are like, you, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I I just like for me the hardest part to believe is that all the shooting does no real damage to the plane. Yeah. They like, all shoot straight down the fuselage. So I I, I kind of it's like maybe maybe mm-hmm. but no. Still okay. very dangerous, right, Randy? So are you going to tell me that they made up all that? Perrier and ocean spray and uh, milk <laughs> too. Like there's not really that much milk uh, on the plane that nobody oh. ever is going to drink before it all Oh spoils. my gosh, those beautiful refrigerators. I just wanted to spend right. some time down there just like <laughs> browsing through all the food. You know, um, 
there's there's a bunch of things like for instance uh planes don't use colored wires because you you like you'd be crazy to do that so, and, so no and red where, white where blue you, oh. might, you might have mechanics yeah. who are colorblind that so red white and they, blue thing was so they dumb. use yeah they use wires that are written on yeah. you know right mm. like do not cut yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> i even got a piece of masking tape that says uh important <laughs> right it was almost like the movie was like you know what we need to do we need to do three major tropes one is uh the wiring and let's be yeah, funny and make it red white wire. and blue yep. because whoever made this plane was obviously oh it's america we're doing red white and blue wires and then hey how about we have a guy dive in front of the president and take a bullet and then later have a plane dive yes. in front of the president yeah. and take yeah. a bullet <laughs> that was so i laughed harder last night at that uh-huh. than i've laughed at anything yeah. in months yeah yeah that cracked you know, me up so hard there, i forgot all about it there's one thing in the in this film that I hate in storytelling in general, uh, especially in movies, where uh, this is something never happens in real life. You don't have a problem that you're working on, trying to figure out, and then notice, like, oh, look, this milk was shot and it's losing milk fuel. I should release the fuel. That's not how our brains jump from here to there. I know that you could go, well, you know, Newton got hit on the head by uh by uh, by apple that's how it's like no that's a story that's a story no, this is not how the human brain works you don't solve one problem in this manner not i am such an idiot that i did not i was trying to figure out well, why is he looking at the milk like that right. and how is that and i keep waiting for that to pay off and i did just now when right. you said that i was like oh yeah about the fuel okay that's not how the human mind no i did not I, i'm i'm an idiot i did not make no, that connection until you just said well that. let me tell you how the human mind does solve problems uh he comes up with this idea that if they would shoot a missile at the plane it would it wouldn't disable yes. the plane it would just rock the plane and he needed right. the plane to get rocked because that would make the terrorist's job a lot harder uh guess what i would have done i would have said all right i need you guys to shoot a missile every two minutes now yeah, until yeah. This is resolved you know yeah. like yeah. I, I i don't understand why we only shoot the one missile one time that just i don't know why do it? Yeah, why do it? Yeah. Oh, I got a chick in the bucket. I don't. Um, and oh, correct me, you, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought all the chickens took the zipline. All Hold right, on. good. Right. Grab a no, no, the chick in the bucket to me uh, was the guy carrying the football. Uh, the the nuclear codes. Oh, no. They, they the showed hell? him. They oh. showed him somebody as important as him, and then they just wiped him away later on. It's like they they didn't they didn't tell me what happened yeah. to him but Good they call. did just like go oh well he's pointless now we re- we changed all the codes no that's like, a well, that's was... a perfect call that's I didn't right think yeah. about it he he came that's an that is a very important job and he shows up <laughs> right i mean it's so important you gotta handcuff that thing to your arm yes but yeah. then as soon as they change as soon as on the ground they change the nuclear codes you are the most dispensable useless person <laughs> right with a with you're a just, dumb briefcase attached right, you're to just a dummy with a- <laughs> yeah. like, no 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 that's job security <laughs> uh i only have I, I a thought, oh go ahead that's a human I, job i thought way too much about that like, okay so they just changed the codes now who has them who's the <laughs> right. who, yeah yeah who's the new guy quarterback now right. like I, I was just like the movie's going on and on and i'm sitting there going okay so i guess now i guess they assigned the vice president the security of the nuclear right code. but do they do that before they invoke the 25th they're like <laughs> just like <laughs> man i need freaking uh uh what's his name uh, uh aaron sorkin to tell me I need oh me this is true him. he's great at that yeah okay. and uh the uh oh, i was just gonna was i just gonna say about that oh when she tore up the document with all the signatures and put it back in the yeah. file all i could think of was how much money that's worth 
Yeah. Like, if this was true. a real incident, oh, right? During now, such an iconic time oh in American gosh, history. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's it'd be and like having uh um, that also Yeah. It does point out the fact that there are a lot of people on the cabinet who want to see the president replaced. Yeah. Like that, she, was, that uh, thing was full of signatures. She <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me that. Who? I'll sign that. Yeah. What that, she did what that, that tells me is those, 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 those aren't loyal too. appointees at all. Like, they're just all. Yeah. Like, no, there's there's a lot of dissent among the I, That's yeah. what was interesting. I thought they didn't get a chance to explore. I'm like, oh, well, maybe they're, uh, you know, a, a one party that does not. Uh, mm-hmm. Is is not really in power. They're just in the executive branch, and the rest of the branches are occupied by another party. And maybe that's the whole thing. She's afraid mm-hmm. to relinquish or to take that control because she would be up against it. I don't yeah, know. Well, yeah, that's true. What'd you guys think? Quite, of once that again, sweet, Aaron Sorkin. Uh, what'd you think of the sweet uh, uh, cra- uh, plane crash tech tech we had? <laughs> and a lot more man. Uh, oh man, that that level uh, special <laughs> effects. That looks so bad, and I don't remember I, it looking that bad. I have to admit, I thought, no. okay, here I, we go. We're going to see some sweet '90s stuff, and it was bad. Yeah, I was uh, a little impressed. I was actually surprised at how good it was for the time. Oh. I I had my expectations so low, and then when the plane finally crashes into the ocean, which I you know was expecting, I was looking forward to it. It was all right. I wasn't. It wasn't that bad. Uh, it didn't need to be in the movie. Ultimately, right. like I, if I had oh. been making the movie in '97, I would have said, "Okay, let's cut that. Let's just have Here. a huge explosion of water, mm. and that'll that'll be enough. I don't need to see, you know." Mm. Yeah, it's. Uh, it could be done. I mean, I just all I can think of is like, man, that would look so cool today. Like, well, we're, here's, we are here's so a question. Good at that now. Yeah. I, I watched it in UHD on a 4K TV. Randy, mm-hmm. did you get the UHD in watching in 4K? I mean, I wonder if that leads somewhat to the reason why I was disappointed because it just didn't look good. Maybe I saw too I'm much. I'm sure that's a part of it, but I watched it. I got the 4K version, but I had to watch it on a in a windowed com- uh, mode on a computer screen because I'm I watched it on my cell phone on the toilet. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> I bought it. Bad. I rented it before I saw your post about it being four ninety nine on Amazon. Yeah, oh, oh, damn it. I would have gotten that one. Yeah. Right. So can you believe there's only a dollar difference between the rental a dollar and difference? I know. Yeah. Wish I would have seen that. A bummer. I, I watched it in 1080p. Uh, I have, right. you know, that was the, still good. That's, that's HD. Yeah. yeah. Still yeah. It still looks like and, shit is the point. <laughs> and yes, it does. It absolutely does. It's just my expectations were worse and I was okay with it. Like I, I'm going to let that go there. There were, you know, like it's a, it's a movie that's just got an absolutely insane plot. And so if, right. if a few visuals are, are a little, you know, aged, I'm all right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought it was all right. I mean, it wasn't, it was about what I expected. It so wasn't. I, it, I just know that it would have landed better. <laughs> landed. I don't mean to make a right. plane joke there, but <laughs> I mean, it landed that, on me you know, better if it didn't look quite so ancient. It looked real bad. So, uh-huh. Sometimes I kind of want, I want a Ted Turner of our time to come in and go, you know, all those black and white movies you we all loved, we're going to colorize them. I would like to have somebody come in and just go, you know, all those crappy crashes that really don't really have to be crappy. We can, we can redo those. We can yeah. reshoot all of those. All in mm-hmm. CG. Mm-hmm. I think of that all the time, Scott. Every almost every movie we watch, mm-hmm. I think, what would it cost to make some of these little things, these visual things, to just remake them and make them better? And why why aren't there? Why isn't that money flowing? You know? Yeah. Right. I also think of like, will the every time I see anything like this now, I go. Oh, this they're gonna do all this in like that Mandalorian cave now, like the projection cave. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing will mm-hmm. anything with a fuselage, with movement, with camera controlled stuff to make it seem like you're outside hanging from a plane. All this stuff. We're we're now in a place where you can do it 
on a stage uh, and never leave and not have to be on location and it will be as believable as the real thing and well, then some you, you say believable but you got to remember our our brains learn how to observe things like when you first watch 3D you have to tr- you have to actually teach your brain to understand it to actually conceive it when so when you say 3D what do you mean like 3D like Stereoscopic 3D, movies, 3D like, uh, like yeah, like okay. 3D movies and things. Okay. We we don't we don't all we don't when you when you go in you don't actually understand it. You have to kind of train your brain to understand what you're seeing, and then translate that into uh, a language that your brain can understand. And I'm curious, like in '97 when we saw these 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 special effects, they looked realistic to us. And but as we as we've gone along, we've learned the things that make it look unreal will that also happen with the mandalorian technique oh, absolutely i don't know eventually like maybe, eventually maybe. we will not believe it we'll be like oh those maybe. characters but all the, your, the but what you're talking right. about we're not talking about our brains changing we're talking about techniques improving like when when that when, we, when that thing landed in the water nobody was any good at particle effect water stuff that just didn't exist then. but we didn't need it to be our brains had not been trained to spot uh we we are only looking at certain things, so our brains didn't know to look at for all these other things, and now we're starting. Well, that's we what I'm saying. Along, that's right, what I'm it. saying. It isn't your brain though; it's it's progress. And as progress yeah. happens, you now have a higher expectation, and the higher your expectations, the I don't. More I disagree. I disagree with that. Like, maybe we're saying the same thing. Well, maybe we're. Saying let me the same let me look ahead, at it this way. Look at it statement. this way. Like if you're looking at a computer resolution, and if all you've ever known is right. 640 by 480. Well, then you're fine with it until you see 1024 by 768. And then when you see 1080 right, right. by 1920, you're like, oh, my gosh. And that, now we're into 4K. Like now when you see something old, 640 by 480, it's obvious. And you're like, my gosh, that looks terrible. I can't believe that used to be a resolution I was OK with. It's like that. And I, and, and I right. also I also want to like I, I this is a great discussion that's been happening ever since uh, uh, Rogue One, basically. And uh, like w- will Grand Moff Tarkin look terrible to us in 20 years and i don't think it i don't think he will mm. i really don't i think i think it will look pretty much exactly as it does now you know like you'll you'll see it and go oh i can tell there's some fakery going on there but it's it's still good it's real good mm. you know and i i i think that the the thing with air force one crashing into the water at the end of this movie i think i think people probably felt like it did look a bit fake at the time, hmm. you know, really, but we were I okay think, with it. I, I think you're, I think your brain can only consume so much information at one time. And I think there's, there was so much leading up to it that your brain only recognized the things that were telling the story and the expectations. I think our expectations change. Like Scott was saying, as, as we go along and we learn these things. And I think as a result, we, fill in other bits maybe but yeah, i but I, we, I remember how it's done and we you know we know that we could easily download a piece of software for free that could probably do it better yeah, now than these right. are all so these i don't are think all factors, you would notice but, you wouldn't notice the bat that you wouldn't notice the things that were distracting you wouldn't see them i mean when i i remember in theaters seeing this movie and thinking that that effect wasn't amazing but i remember thinking this is as good as we have right now you know like i remember right. thinking oh that's cool because we can do that now it used to be we couldn't even do this but now that we can do something way better than that, it's it's hard for me to see it in any other light. Like it, 
It's just like it's like anything in life. You progress. You see new stuff. Mm. New stuff's better. And the graphics in this video game are better new than the ones we played better. before. Hold your roll, Scott. <laughs> like when we saw our first PlayStation. That's a pretty big statement. We saw our first PlayStation 1 game. We all lost our minds. 3D is here, baby. Can't believe it. Mm-hmm. And then look at those games now. Holy shit, they look bad. And why? Well, we progressed. <laughs> and we expect more now because we can but do I more. guess I guess the question is, when you say we progressed, uh, I, th- I think our, pro- the progression is in our understanding of what we're seeing. I disagree. I See, like- this is where I think this is a weird, I mean, it's all very philosophical and I really enjoy this kind right, of, right, right. this kind of discussion is fun, but, but what I'm saying is look at, inter- okay, forget about visuals for a minute. Let's talk about internet speed. Back when you were on a 28 K modem, you definitely know the difference between that and what you got today and what you got today. You can't imagine not ever having again. Because it's amazing. And if someone said, hey, go back to 28K, you're going to die because it's going to take eight hours for a, for a three megabyte song to download. Whereas I mean, now, that's a very, that's, I think I think that's a, a very narrow uh, look. Like, how do you perceive time? Is that that's that's well, I don't even mean time. Very I just narrow. Mean, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about time and space. What sure. we see visually. But I just mean like that's, I just mean like it's what, more complicated. What what is the what is actually happening and what are your expectations now that you've right. had it? Like, what what was life like before uh, antibiotics? Well, people died a lot right. more, and life expectancy was super low because infections went out of control. And then what happened? That comes around, and not so much. Everybody can survive things like you know weird eye infections or whatever it is they had that would lead to worse problems. And now we just have this expectation. Those go away. We're going to notice. We're going to go, oof, man, this was like the before times. It's like so to me. That's how I look at that plane crash. Now, I, and and we're looking at this in a, in a very uh, you know in a very personal way. Between you know we're we're both from a certain generation. We've been exposed to the same things for the most part. What are these kids coming up see? Because they've never been exposed to this 1997 Air Force One. Was it like to them? That was the re- question Randy was asking about uh, Tarkin. You know, is it is it going to look real to them? Maybe to us. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We've locked it in. I'm just, I'm just saying that everything approaches reality in 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 this in this age where tech gets better, what we are used to seeing gets better, and so forth. It all is approaching reality, and so there's like a leveling off. Right? We're getting mm-hmm. we're getting closer and closer and closer, and at some point we don't care anymore. If you oh you made it you made it from 4K to 5K, I don't care anymore because I can't see a difference. Mm-hmm. And that like since we're there. It's real easy to look back way down the curve and right. go, oh, look at all the progress we have made. Therefore, we will make all of more progress in the future. No, actually, we won't. I, and I see. I and still, I think is I think is very much what we've learned, not what we're being presented as as viewers. Because well, it's the same thing though. Like what? Right. You, what well, you've sort of. I mean, because what, you can make something look very realistic and elicit an emotional response, which is what art is. But I mean, I can also be emotionally attached to cartoon characters, which are not based in any reality other than the language that this artist has expressed and that I've chosen to. Yeah, but that's a know, separate thing. In. Like what I'm saying is like you you can tell the difference between Jurassic Park one and the new one they're making now 
Well, why? Because seeing those little bubble cars? No, sir. Gigantic. That's, not, <laughs> that's dumb. But I'm talking about CG dinosaurs. There's a gigantic right, right, right. leap forward, and it, and the change is obvious. Even though in '93 our minds were blown by that at that time, the groundbreaking work they were doing. Right. That's just like anything else. It's like you know. Yes, there's. You're talking about stylization and and going. I recognize a Peanuts cartoon immediately because. A Peanuts cartoon is a Peanuts cartoon. It will never, n- nothing will ever approach That's, it. It's this. this sounds iconic, like you're saying a penis I cartoon. Know, a penis I cartoon. do it. Yeah, penis. Well, I mean, you, you got to recognize a penis. Cartoon. I mean, I was saying Everybody penis, does. but can you? I don't know what you can guys you are see talking it? about. Can you see the penis cartoon? I was absolutely talking about a penis. That's very realistic. Um, all right, what do you do? You have a guess on what you thought I thought was gross? Because I got to play that. Gross. It was a moment, but I can't recall what it mm. was. For me, it's a very subtle, small thing. Somebody fingers in their mouth? Nope. When I, I mean, I already mentioned it at the top of the show, but when Gary Oldman kisses that girl, there was this thing where I was just like, I suddenly could perceive his breath. Like his breath. <laughs> just sudden. I had never thought of it. And now Scott has gotten into my head. Yeah. It's not. I mean, I honestly, that's on the list, but it's not quite there. Because um, it was creepy, no but idea. it didn't really bug me too much. All right, here it is. It's the... Uh, dime store Daniel Stern, Russian pilot guy that was temporary pilot. All right, that guy. <laughs> was his, it because he was sweaty when he was flying that plane or trying to pull it up when they were almost when they landed and then pulled out again. <laughs> he had the most disgusting, viscous spit rolling off the bottom <laughs> of that giant lip of his. His giant yeah. bottom. Lip. <laughs> Are you talking about Peter Parker's landlord? <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, was, that is who yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> With the weird daughter totally and that whole thing. That was yeah. him. I knew I recognized him from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. He's been around. He's done stuff. But his. So when they stuff. landed at Ramstein Airport, is that where they landed at? I don't know. Ramstein? Was it Ramstein? I- yeah, do I don't hosts. know. They kept they, saying Ramstein. All I could think was Duhast. That's all I could think of. I was like, stop it. You know who's really into Ramstein is my daughter. She cannot get enough of that band. Yeah. Even today, about. they're still <laughs> rocking and doing all kinds of new stuff, and she is just playing it all damn day. I can't. I had, to, I had to stop. Say, you were about to say Randy Deluxe is really. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh. I yeah, have all of their stuff. I have been following them closely for. Do you like that new video years. where the it's like all in in the twenties? There's some boobies in it too. But I the- I don't like to <laughs> claim to like their. Don't watch their stuff. videos. Yeah, it's there's yeah, literally like, a porn video they made. Yeah. Oh, they did. Ramstein did. Oh yeah, it was absolutely straight up porn. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, That's their great. their visual stuff is. I, like I, I don't I don't need that. Like I. I think they're they're such good musicians and 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 music writers. Uh, I, like I have no need to see, you know, whatever their current conception is of how the United States is ruining the world. And so, I I mean, I don't know. I just don't I don't like it. it oh, is that their I, thing? I didn't know that was their thing. Oh yeah, they're oh serious. Yeah, their their visuals are, are the, harsh. They're the Lars von Trier of <laughs> music video makers. <laughs> That's hilarious because it always feels like the link the the translated English uh, from German or just the straight up English lines they do sometimes. Sometimes it strike me as like really basic and silly and not not really saying much. But but then visually they do stuff where it's like you know we're all gonna die because these guys are psychos. Like, I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't quite connect. I can't quite fix my, 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 rep- or my impression of them lyrically with them as, as you're describing. Like, that's just weird. Cause they, like, uh, Duhasht Mace is just, 
stupid. It's a stupid repeated line that doesn't really mean anything. Like, is it? It's really an earworm that's trying to destroy us all, Scott. I guess so. You didn't know that? Well, the Germans. The Germans. Look out for the Germans. I'll I tell you, what the, the, one of the coolest things of the living in this time is being able to go see Rammstein perform live. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you got the chance. I mean, obviously, uh, we may never see it again. But uh, like there were years and years where they would come play two shows in the United States Mm -hmm. uh, because most of the U S was unwilling to let them uh, put up so much fire, uh, you know, over the heads of Mm -hmm. the audience. And like it was, you know, they were super expensive and difficult to get to. Mm -hmm. And like the, I wish there were more documentaries of people going to see Rammstein shows because they're just so epic. Well, it's what they do. Well, I just put a, uh, <clears throat> I put a link in the in the chat room. Don't watch that in front of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, the song, the song, the, it's a Rammstein song, "Pussy," and it's it, yeah. It oh is, geez, uh, really? Oh, okay, yeah. right. Can we say that give on us, film? Give us a little, about give us a little heads up. <laughs> yeah, there's a oh, video wow. about a cave that looks like a vagina. Come oh, on, it's man, just about a little <laughs> kitty. It's about here. a kitten. Okay, oh, like kitties. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with a kitty. All right. Uh, let's do some uh, some sound clips from the film uh, yeah. Air Force One. And uh, I got a few here for you. In fact, do I, though? <laughs> Hold on. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that scared me for a second. I thought I didn't have them. All right. Uh, let's, no, I didn't uh, really find anything in this movie worth clipping. So yeah, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we're done. Good night, everybody. All right. Here's the uh, <laughs> here's them saying the name of their movie and early. I, I, I like to capture these. Mm. So here's an example. Gentlemen. Welcome to Air Force One. That's number one. There's more coming uh-huh. later, so don't you worry. Uh, this is the, uh, the wife again, who I really like, although they gave her hardly anything to do, but I like First Lady, uh, what's her name, Marshall. Yeah, She's first. Cool. You're going to get yourself lady. reelected. Mm, okay. There Wendy Crewson. Yeah, she's cool. I liked her. She's just not around much. Like, mm-hmm. she's used no, to. No, she's, yeah. She's a strong, you may remember she's from uh, Sixth Day. Oh, yeah, Sixth Day. Yeah. She's, so she she's, always plays somebody's wife. That's true. Yeah. She's a strong character. She's, you know, there's all this protection with her daughter and all that. That stuff's all fine. They just didn't give her much to do or say. Kind of mm-hmm. Here's a, a wild Lunderguard appears is the, this clip here. These are two of Saddam Hussein's Republican Guard brigades that have been moved north. The heck do you mean? The heck do you mean? <laughs> I wish he had had more of a, of a cogent role in this movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is early on for him, though. I mean, this was uh, Fargo was just the year before and. He was kind of bit parts and stuff before that, but um, oh, I thought Fargo was the same year. He's I so guess freaking not. good. The Cooler is one of the best movies ever. Yeah, oh, the Cooler's great. I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, you should see The Cooler. Here. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's amazing. Uh, where, mm-hmm. Let's see. Shameless is really good on. And of course, you know. We yeah, although, boy, that I've given up on that show. Once oh, really? um, main actress, uh, the oldest daughter left, is like, eh. Didn't really care about the rest of the Gallagher's. <laughs> he's apparently good buddies with one of the writers, which is why he's in this. Uh, the one oh. of the writers on this film is somebody he knew a lot or whatever. Oh, Fargo was. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Year before ninety six. Yep. Yeah. How do I not know that? I, I was gonna say. I mean, if there's anybody <laughs> who knows Fargo, I should know that. <laughs> I always think it's ninety seven. I don't know why. All right. Uh, moving on to this one. This is uh, how the. Oh, how'd they get on this plane here? How the hell did this happen? How the hell did they get Air Force One? That is Glenn Close, the entire film, just... She's just a complete 
freak in it. Yeah, they don't they don't give her much to do here. No, I and I missed one little bit. Was the Secretary of State on Air Force One, and that's why the Secretary of Defense kept saying he was in charge? The head, right? Um, I think that's right. Isn't that who they shot? No, no, Isn't that, that was Gilfoyle. Was wasn't Gilfoyle the? Oh, I right. I he is your Secretary of State, correct? Yeah, CSI Gilfoyle. Brass. Yeah. Yep. Oh no, he's Chief of Staff. Sorry. Yeah, oh yes. Yeah. Well, well then they didn't show him because shepherd. the guy that got shot in the room was his was a uh, NSA security advisor? advisor guy. Yeah, he, yeah, it was an NSA advisor. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I was just like, where's the? I guess maybe they didn't. They just pretended we're in a world that doesn't have a Secretary of State, right? Yeah. Like. I don't. I don't know. I just found that really, really weird. Yeah, I, where was the Secretary always, of Education during all this? Where was? Where <laughs> right? Was, Can we please have uh, uh, what's his name? Kiefer, um, Kiefer Sutherland. Where is Kiefer he? Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Can we? I, I was trying to find uh, the facts lady earlier while I was going, but I just was scrolling down. She's listed as future Postmaster General. What? No. Really? That's, that's how her, she's that's in the her credits. Credit. Future Postmaster General. Oh, Mezzarine, points for uh, that. Freeman. Points oh, for that. Ken? That's great. Great. I love that. Oh, yeah. There you go. I'm That's sure she did a great job. We've ruined whatever she loves work she company. Did. Yeah. <laughs> whatever great work she did, we've ruined it now. All right. Moving on. Here's Sam from Quantum Leap. I thought of it immediately because I know he loves that show. So here you go. What are our airborne scenarios? There are no airborne scenarios. Well, we better start generating them, hadn't we, General? That's him also. No, he's this he's Al, not, not Sam. I mean, Al. I always say Sam. Yeah. I always do that. But yeah, he's that's his uh, volume as well. He's just that the whole sh- the whole thing. And uh, uh, so he was uh, Al, and there was the episode where um, Sam was Lee Harvey Oswald. His boss was the the Daniel Stern looking big sweaty lip spitty lip uh, uh, pilot dude, Russian looking dude. And he was JFK, or he was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. And who did uh, Gary Oldman play? Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, Lee Harvey no. Oswald. Oh. Weird. Yeah. It all comes around. Wow. That's a fantastic connection. All right, here's a terrorist entry into the room. Oh, this made me laugh. Okay, so the terrorists bust in here, and the way they did, and the music cue, I don't know why. It was way too overdramatic, and it made me laugh. <laughs> this is so, like, listen to that. That's like the overdramatic... Uh... <laughs> chipmunk? <laughs> yeah, what? No, it's not chipmunk. Well, it turns around and looks at you. What is yeah, it? It's the not chi- chipmunk. Uh, oh, squirrel? A, I mean, it's a squirrel. I thought it was a dramatic chipmunk was the meme. No? Chipmunk? No. Prairie dog? Chipmunk. Prairie dog or something like prairie that. He's, is it? Monk. I think, so. I think it's a prairie dog. I think it's it is a prairie dog, but I could have sworn that the meme was is under dramatic chipmunk. Brian Brian Ibbett is correct. Dramatic chipmunk. Interesting. Is the but it is but it is a prairie dog. You are you right. are right in the actual species yeah right this is what we do as as a people now we screw everything up and then it stays and then yes. it's always screwed up exactly. but yes dramatic chipmunk is the correct answer is it a capybara is it capybara <laughs> popeye 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right say it again here's the name it's air force one it's air force one all right well done <laughs> that's the movie Okay, here are all the things. His wife, his daughter, his chief of staff, his national security advisor, his classified papers, and his baseball glove. Wow. That's a lot of of official yes. things and then one that isn't as official. Why would you and That's the one that the glove? next character mentions as well. He'll be throwing, he'll be catching balls with his uh, baseball glove as soon as we're done here. Yeah, I mean, Randy, to answer your question, I think he probably just sits in his office and like throws a ball into it or whatever. I don't know. It, nothing right. more American, right? I mean, that's just what we do in theory. I mean, I, I, I 
I find it cathartic to have a baseball glove on and to just sort of casually toss it into the glove over and over. I do like that, but I don't know why the president would like that, but whatever. <laughs> How's your blouse? How's your blouse? How's your blouse? Blouse. He was pretty interested in that blouse. Seemed like. Is it sweaty? Is your sweaty blouse? I can smell you from here. You're sweating through it. How's your blouse? How's your blouse? All right. Oh, that reminds me of his, uh, his, uh, that sounds like his Dracula character. How's your blouse? From, uh, yeah, Brian yeah. Walker's deal. From, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's blouse. <laughs> oh, by the way, I almost forgot to mention this. Sorry. That reminded me of Dracula, which reminded me that Keanu Reeves is in that movie, which reminded me to tell Brian Ibbett that. 2021 is the year Johnny Mnemonic happens. So, oh, oh really? Is that uh, the future? The <laughs> yep, that's the year they're in during that film that you walked out of in the theater. Well, I want service. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a uh, play catch with the, some balls. Play catch with this guy's balls. Okay, that's that's them on the ground working it out. Okay. Yeah. Um. Here's Gary Oldman yelling in a movie. That's what he likes to do. All right. That's where he finds out the president got away in the pod. Little did he know. Mm-hmm. He yells again. Dude, dude, they, uh, so oh. if he gets away in the pod, if he actually was in it, does that become Air Force One? Well, that's uh, AirPod One. AirPod One? AirPods. Yeah, they're AirPods. <laughs> AirPod, AirPod Max One? one? Yeah, they're AirPod Max. <laughs> <laughs> What's the president of? They just became regular AirPods. That's right. And if you, I'm in the crapper. Air, air crapper. One aircrapper one, air shitter one. That's aircrapper two. Yeah, duh. Come on, is that aircrapper one or aircrapper two? We we just want to know how long it's going to be, sir. Air deuce two. Air deuce two. I like it. All right, here's Gary Oldman yelling again. Murder a hundred thousand Iraqis to save a nickel on a gallon of gas. I'm going to lecture me about the rules of war. Don't. Jeez. Wow. I don't. I don't know why, but like I close my eyes and I have him. In the Honeyduke cellar in Hogsmeade, yelling at Peter Pettigrew. Mm-hmm. You really like his role in Harry Potter, I think. I think that's what this says. Yeah, it's just that's the, the yelling and the anger, I yeah. guess. Sirius Black was he was he was perfectly cast as Sirius Black. Mm-hmm. I agree, hundred percent. I like him in everything. I think he was a good Jim Gordon. I think he's uh, mm-hmm. an amazing, he's great Sid Vicious. Yeah, just a good like put Gary Oldman in all your. Th- I haven't seen that mm-hmm. new. There's a the new um, a Fincher movie out called. Um, uh, it's Oscar Beatty as hell. Uh, ah, it's about the guy that wrote Citizen Kane, and I forgot the oh. name. Orson Welles? No, the guy that wrote it, because Orson Welles didn't write it. Um, he just was in it and paid for it and like got obsessed with it. But it was the other guy that wrote it or co-wrote it with him or whatever. And I forgot his name, but that's the name of the movie is his last name, and he's supposed to be amazing in it. Oh right, uh, uh, Herman Mankiewicz. It's Man- called The Mank. The Mank. That's it. Oh, The, the Mank. Mank. Okay. That's a terrible name. I mean, I agree, but he's supposed to be real good. Like you expect it. It's Gary Oldman. It my gosh. A Churchill too. Yeah. He was a really good Churchill, which was hard to do that year. Cause also Lithgow was a very good. It was, Churchill. Yeah. It was, a, it was a year full of Churchill's. Yeah. Lots of Churchill's. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm Start actually all set. <laughs> I'm all to watch Mac later today. I'm uh, like, I will watch anything directed by David Fincher. Like he could, Direct a Rammstein video and I'd watch it. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. And now we found the perfect thing where Randy will only watch Rammstein videos if Fincher was involved. I love that. <laughs> Fincher. I, I want to, I still, Directed. we need to do sure. Alien 3 on this show because I think, I think it holds up better mm. than people think. Mm-hmm. And Fincher's a yeah, genius. Yeah, I agree. So, um, I just, and I just want to put it out there because I think 
putting it out there in the universe might make it happen, whatever that means. Uh, David Fincher, Mr. Fincher, the universe needs many more seasons of Mind Hunter. Yeah. Please find oh, a way. Yeah. At least find one more. A way. At least one more. I need Hank. Is yeah. it Hank? Got a, What's his name? Got to close up the, uh, the, the, the Kansas City, the BTK killer uh, situation. Well, that, and I know, that, and I, know I, I should just... really be speaking to Joe Penhall. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm, my understanding is that Fincher is the money behind that thing. And please spend the money. Well, he also directed a ton of episodes. And I mean, I know he's busy. Mm-hmm. But come on, dude. Mindhunter is amazing. Or Mindhunters? Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Mind Was that a plural? Hunters. <laughs> Shit. I don't remember. Whatever it is. That's probably not important. But I need to know. <laughs> what's his name? Who's the ac- the guy we love who's just uh, kind of... It is. The We're just proving that you don't have to uh, know everything Holt. about something to love it. Not Holt, Holt the other one. Holt McCallany? Oh, oh, Jonathan Goff, man. Jonathan Groff. Mm. Or no, maybe I'm thinking of whoever <laughs> played the guy at the end where he went to his house, sat on his bed, and his wife had left him. I need closure for him. I love him. Oh. Can't think of his name in the show. Anyway, whatever. The rumor is that show's canned, and that pisses me off, because that was mm-hmm. that's a two of my favorite seasons of anything. All right. Um, yeah, and and uh, you know, Joe. Hey, Joe Penhall, make it happen. Yeah, Joe Penhall, mm-hmm. Penhall. We're gonna call you that until you fix it. Penhall. Oh, don't oh, jeez. Uh, here's some good bullshit. This is bullshit. Okay. This is bullshit. <laughs> I'm, as soon as he said that, you're gonna clip it. We're gonna use it forever. <laughs> the only problem with it is he starts it on the radio. This is bullshit. So you get the this on radio. Yeah. This. this and it sounds wrong, but whatever. I'll take it. It's almost as good as, oh, do I have this handy? Hold on. She speaks the bullshit. Here it is. Oh. She speaks the bullshit. I love that. That Laszlo line from <laughs> what we do in the shadows. Okay, let's see. Our next one is this clip here, which is, oh, uh, Mr. Lundergaard, Jerry Lundergaard says that they're too high. Something about the height of the plane before thing has to be low enough to start putting people out the back. I just captured the part where he said he was too high. We're too high. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> Seriously, we're too high, dude. That's that's more of a shameless than a Fargo. Yeah. We're too high. We're too high, man. All right, here's some mumbo jumbo. Voice lines and faxes are on two different systems of encryption. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's It'd be half. real easy to forget one. Yeah. I've that's, forgotten both. The encryption part is bullshit, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, here's that dude from Seinfeld who's in all sorts of stuff, and I think there's some crossover even with, uh, was he in the cooler? I forget. Anyway, this guy. The president is not merely out of contact. He is also under duress. His family is held hostage, possibly himself a hostage. It creates an incapacity to discharge the office under the 25th Amendment. And I actually, I actually thought all that was Philip, super interesting. Yeah. Um, That's Philip Baker Hall, and he's like so underused in this. And I always connect him with uh, Magnolia. Oh, he's so good. He's so that. good. Yeah, so good on that. I just think of him as that For, weird uh, library detective on Seinfeld. The library detective. Yeah. <laughs> but he's so, you're right, he's underused, yeah. but also that subplot is was really interesting because it, 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 mm-hmm. it, it's a really interesting bunch of questions that you'd have to ask. Like, what mm-hmm. does it mean? Like, at what point do you say, yes, the president is no longer able to truly 100% be the president? Is it that he's under duress, that he's running around with a gun in the basement of a plane? Is it that his daughter's being held hostage and there's no way he can think in the national interest during that moment. Like that's interesting stuff. And they just yeah. kind of glossed over it. And I wish there would have been more. All right. Like I also worked with uh, Macy and Boogie Nights. That's the comment. That's the one I was thinking of. I knew they worked mm-hmm. together, but it wasn't 
I guess it wasn't. Yay! I wasn't the one who brought up that movie. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> do you bring that up a lot? Do you get uh... years and years ago? I got an email uh, from a listener saying that they wish I would stop bringing up that movie. Really? Oh, wow. I had brought it up like great. Three times. Was it? Uh, <laughs> was it Mark Wahlberg? Was that? Yeah. Did he say nice? Mark Wahlberg That's... sent you the email? <laughs> He's, hey, I think I found Hey, uh, stop talking about that movie and uh, say hi to your mother for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I found a repeated word you say a lot. <laughs> hey, uh, Brian Dunaway, or no, not Dunaway. Was like, oh, oh no, speaking no, of no, emails, no. I'm not going to share it on the show, but we got this email yesterday. Somebody. Great. So, for those who aren't in the, aware, I'm, most of you are, but Randy works at Blizzard Entertainment. And um, what? we got this email and somebody was like, I'm I'm, re- I'm getting you through film tech, but I'm actually trying to get you to make add a bunch of features to Warcraft Three. It was the weirdest thing. So, the dude, whoever that guy is, if you're listening, <laughs> even film sack is not going to get any of that. All right, we can't. Yeah, we yeah. have no control over anything happening. It's we a don't, little like we don't negotiate with terrorists. Well, it's like going to Dunaway and saying, "Hey." Can you make it so Walmart cleans their bathrooms more often? Like, what? Why? That actually might be effective. I actually have an in. <laughs> you have an in, you know, a guy. Yeah, I know. And a guy. Actually, I, I could the... just call Harrison Ford, and he will get right. on the phone to, yeah. to Walton immediately. Right, well, we get, get your larger Ford. point. Yes, Scott, we we'll get your I, larger point. I totally get the through line too, because I'm the Warcraft Three community manager, mm-hmm. and I'm the like uh, the only name that that some players are seeing when they go looking for information on that game. Yeah, and so then they go to my personal Twitter account. Mm-hmm that I use for personal purposes mm-hmm. and they see filmsack.com right there in the, you know, at the top. Right. Yep, yep. And it's like, okay, I get it. You, you just clicked on that and then, you know, click to send an email and that's, that's, now was that but it's not it's not worth your if you don't, don't do if that. you don't end this end this with a but you really shouldn't do that then they're going to keep yeah. doing it so <laughs> right right no, don't do it. it's i just i don't know I, it, I i uh i have struggled for years and years and years with the distinction between your job and your personal social media like uh, there's a lot of people out there who don't make any distinction <laughs> they will never see a distinction but it's a little like calling 911 because your internet is slow is what i'm saying don't don't be doing stuff like that people but that's an emergency go to the proper channels even My though you think is this like, is the uh, channel it's not the channel like 200 yeah <laughs> okay, uh, low ping low ping here's uh don't ask something i can uh, some kind of harrison ford thing oh i love when he does this this is great listen don't ask me for something i can't give that's great I do love it. That is such a Harrison Ford thing. Yeah. I love it when you get all Don't ask me for something I can't give. I didn't kill my wife. Yeah. <laughs> it was a one-armed man. I don't care. Right. Here's uh, the final one, which I wrote as get off my pain, but we all know what I meant. Here it is. Get off my plane. Okay. We'll get off your plane. And as we do, we click this. It's the Film Sack Checklist. No one told us we'd get such a comedy couple performance out of Glenn Close and Dean Stockwell. Check. Right? <laughs> Scary old man. Check. <laughs> Never trust Jerry Lundergaard to be your first time co-pilot. Check. He didn't really. I mean, he was fine. He was dedicated. Always trust. He was a good guy. Yeah, he was the was best guy. guy. I don't know why. Guy. He kind of made a weird thing like, it was you? Like when he got shot. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a weird thing to say. Because you dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you're not, it was not like the whole time you were going, well, who did it? And now suddenly right. you're like, it was you. Like, come on. That was dumb. Anyway, rest in peace, Jerry. Uh, 
<laughs> Soundtrack grade, we're going to give it a JG as hell for Jerry Goldsmith. It is very Jerry Goldsmith. Very of the era. And, that stuff sounds like borderline inappropriate. There were lots of times when I was suddenly singing along with the score and it was like, I'm singing beauty and the beast <laughs> or I'm singing. I'm, I'm like, Oh, dances with wolves. I'm totally seeing Ooh. Kevin Costner riding across the American plane. You know, mm. by the way, the, the national security advisor was in dances with wolves. Now that you mentioned that little connection oh. there. Yeah. Mm. Play wow. a, a Confederate, uh, dude uh let's see here we got uh, twitter posts this is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters that's the limit or less let's start with randy air force one a bunch of middle-aged dudes in various costumes join a very small number of women in being crowded together and fearful just hoping to get off just like a saturday night at Ebbets house oh. <laughs> it's saturday today we'll see how it goes tonight mm. i know right ah uh, expectations mm. like fulfilled. Warm. boy like coming back to a warm bath <laughs> just like a saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all yeah it all goes to the same destination final destination all right just Brian like Dunaway. my toilet air force one teaching us if you give harrison ford a cookie he's gonna want a glass of milk and a tour of air force one Where's the pod? No pod? Get off my plane. Yeah, get off my plane. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. We forgot the whole if you, give a, if you give a mouse a cookie thing. I completely right. forgot to talk about that. Well, there uh, you go. Uh, finally, Mr. Brian Ibbett. Air Force One. Mr. President, I am cooperating. You got to take that zip line. I'm not going to debate you here, Mr. President. Just don't scratch the true coat. <laughs> I'm grateful for your Fargo references. Hey, I am too. Put that on the factory. There you go. <laughs> Um, well, well done. That that summed up things pretty well, I think. So now, we check the proposed titles that the film almost got. Didn't get them, though, in the end. It went with Air Force One, but instead it was almost called Everyone Back in Washington Freaking Sucks, or ah. <laughs> The Presidential Pod People. Mm. Oh. Uh, a couple quick emails this week, because uh, we got a couple. First emails of the year. Big thanks for everyone who sends us emails. Filmsack at gmail.com is where you send them. We got one from Alan. Uh, I can't say the name Alan without seeing that meme of the of the chipmunk or whatever it is out on a fence post going <laughs> Alan, Alan, Alan. Have you guys seen that? Yes, not, but I didn't think yeah. about it until you described it. Uh, now, every time. now, all I can see is it every time. Yeah. All right. Anyway, it says I've been listening to you guys since 2010. Jeez, 10 Ooh, years ago. Wow. Thank you for being here. I wanted to thank you all for making me laugh out loud weekly for the last half of 2020. I've lost relatives and friends and the creator of my uh-huh. f- other favorite podcast. So I started listening to FilmSack uh-huh. all over again. You guys are truly magical in your comedic analysis of the best worst films. I just wanted to thank you, Scott, Brian, Brian, and Randy. You guys really help me feel not alone in this world, Alan. Well, I just Aww. thought that was a really thank nice you. thing to thank say. You for you're not that. alone. You've always got us. Yep. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're here till we're dead. So <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> we did not plan an exit strategy. We uh, nope. we're stuck. <laughs> nope. We have no this train has no stops. Uh, that's right. Uh, one of our, we, podcasts. That's right. We, we are choosing this day to announce our tontine, though. The four of us, I guess, have yeah. to uh, uh all go into a, a financial pact together. That'll yeah, let's fine. do it. Yeah. We're ready. Uh, finally, Alan, thank you for your email. We got one more from Daryl in Ohio who says, help, help. It's happening. Cliffhanger is streaming on Amazon prime. And now you guys need to make the best Christmas present ever to the world. Get on it. Saturday night of Ibbets house style. Love the snow globe, (laughs) Daryl in Ohio. (laughs) All right. So here's the thing. Um, speaking of die hard on a, whatever, this is die hard on a mountain and we have forever been picking at this scab. So we got to do it. Uh, 
When is that? It's out now. It's on. Yeah, it's streaming. It's a week after our next one, I think. I think. Yeah, uh, we gotta watch are, almost famous thanks yeah, to which is Die Hard Randy. on a tour bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're doing almost famous next week, and then the week after that, poor Randy cliffhanger. Yippee ki yay, tiny dancer. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be good. True northern exposure for what's her name on the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember. I've seen the movie. Don't remember a damn thing. So pretty excited actually mm-hmm. to get our Sylvester Stallone on in 2021. It's got Lithgow in it. Gotta love uh, that. Is he a bad guy? He's a bad guy. I'm oh, uh, spoiler alert! He's a bad guy. I'm is in. he a great big bad guy? Is that what he is? He is so often the bad, bad guy. guy. Is he a bad guy? Bad guy, right? Bad guy. But, bad but guy? not a bad, not bad guy. <laughs> Pop guy. Pop guy. <laughs> Popeye, bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. Um, anyway, so there it is, Daryl. We're watching it. Two more films, and you're there. Uh, so next week again, uh, almost famous. It is still streaming. Uh, it seems, uh, according to Randy, he watched it mm-hmm. already. Yeah, and, if uh, nothing else, Randy can tell us all about it. Yeah, you can tell us early. Yesterday, I'm just going to roll right in and do that show right now. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, it made me. It made me realize that we have several uh, Camera Crow movies to sack eventually, like Ooh. Aloha, and mm. we will get to them. Ooh, Aloha! Is that a thing? Aloha! Yeah, yeah. I don't even know that. I don't know. I, what that I is can't either. imagine what you would do for your intro. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> aloha, Aloha. By the aloha, way, Aloha. Uh, and then you, when you leave, it say Aloha. Almost Famous is now 21 years old. Wow. Uh-huh. It's old enough to drink. That's right. My son was so avoid, I've avoided it for 21 oh, years. Oh, I can't watch Aloha. I just watched Aloha like a month ago. Oh, well then forget <laughs> Oh. And I was going to recommend it, but it's horrible. Oh, well then we're not watching that. I trust you on that. I know I know no, enough we'll about we'll your taste. We'll talk afterwards. We'll, we'll negotiate <laughs> later. Yeah. Anyway, Almost Famous next week. Week after that, we're on the mountain with a cliffhanger <laughs> so check that out in the meantime i hope he doesn't drop anybody no that would be bad unless it's john lithgow who is apparently the bad guy so let's make that happen he won't let you dance drop him all right check it out filmsack.com is our website you can email us filmsack at gmail.com and as always you can follow us on twitter uh, at filmsack and if you'd like to leave us a review on spotify or google play apple Podcasts, wherever you get your shows it helps us move up in the ranks and we'd love for you to do it. So please do. That's uh, filmsack.com for all those details. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Get off our plane. We'll <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Don't ask me for something I can't give. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>